wrote this message out a few weeks ago. And, uh, but I believe if we do what the Lord tells us to do, he'll, he'll bless it. Uh, about everybody here that is saved and others know that when we speak about salvation, it's so great salvation. If you have your Bibles, turn with Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3. Hebrews, the second chapter, third verse. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation was that the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Greatest thing that has ever offered to man is his personal salvation. And I think that not only this church, I believe the church that I was at Sunday, uh, every church that I've preached in the last few years, there's, unless there's a program to draw the people in, and if you take a program to draw your attendance there, you've got to keep that program going. But I believe, and I hope that you're saved, that you agree with me. I believe if you're truly saved, you have a desire to serve God. You may not serve the same capacity that you did a few years ago, but it is so great a salvation that uh, I've never been able to get over it. He has been offered opportunity to go to heaven instead of hell when somebody tells them about the plan of salvation. You know, one is heaven where saved men will dwell with God forever. And of course that's found in Revelation 21 and verse 3. In heaven there will be a no more death, sorrow, or crying, or pain. I, I think of uh, my wife, I think of other people who have left here that have suffered for years. God tells us here in Revelation chapter 21. I want you to read this in very familiar verses. And God said in Revelation chapter 21 and verse, uh, excuse me, uh, 21 verse 3, we, we see here that God says, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. That's sweet music to me. Amen. But 
a lot of people, lost people say, well, you know, God is with me too. I may not be saved, but God is with me. I can't find a scripture that will back that up. Lost people can utter prayers, but they don't reach heaven. A lost man can only pray for himself. That's why that the prayer box is so important. That's why the prayer list is so important. Because God said, He heareth not the prayer of a sinner. That means an unborn, an unsaved person. God doesn't hear that prayer. We know that He hears it, but He doesn't hear it. He doesn't answer it. Because this salvation is so great that, uh, and we take the third verse, you know, and he said, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God, in verse uh, 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things will pass away. And when I read that verse, and I read it quite often, it's been a little over a year since my wife passed away. To me, that means it's been a little over a year that she's had no pain. No pain. And if you suffer with pain on a daily basis, man, what a motivation. You've got to have your sins forgiven, but humanly speaking, you think about all of those people that have cancer and they haven't been able to, to heal it and at late stages, I've been around those patients. It's pain. It's agony. Not anymore. <laughs> no. It's not anymore. And I'll... Uh, uh, should have made this announcement, but on the bulletin board, there's a, you'll see a little white sign on the first board from pastor's wife. And uh, my granddaughter, she had a little table in the corner with uh, her picture, her favorite flyer, and that. You know, I don't know whether she wrote it, I don't know where she got it out of some, I don't care. But I mean, you know, that's what a pastor's wife is. We just make a plaque, this is what a church member is. This is what an officer is in God's church. We just go on and on, but when we think about God prepared heaven for a prepared people, and let me tell you, most people that I see today that name the name of God according to the Bible, not according to my standards. You know, Charles, if we just take a small trial like this, if we'd be honest, we all got a little different standard. But my standard and your standard doesn't mean anything unless you've been born again. He, he must be born again. But God tells us, in Matthew and Revelation 21, 
Revelation 21, verse 27. Notice what God said. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. I mean, I can't remember in, in all the years I've been pastoring, as many people will look you straight in the eye and lie to you. I mean, it's just flat out lie to you. It doesn't bother them. And then when I study the Revelation, as I've outlined this book twice, and each time I'm amazed that God would say here, there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth neither whatsoever work of abomination or maketh a lie. You know, and man, woman, boy, or girl, you know, I never tell somebody if they tell me they're saved, I don't look them in the eyes and say, no, you're not. I don't know that. But I do know this. And, and I told them, uh, Tradlin, this, this past Saturday, and her fiancé at that time was beside her. I said, if, if you really love this young lady, you'll love her when it's good and you'll love her when it's bad. That's the difference between love and infatuation. Well, I believe it's the same way about being saved. When God saves you, you're going to keep loving Jesus if everything is going smooth in your life or if everything's falling apart. Same Christ. We don't like to hear it, but Christ, he can remove that from your body anytime that he chooses. Why doesn't he? Those mysteries are not for nothing mortal man to answer. Men will study long hours to get a better job during their short lifespan on earth, but will neglect to search out the way to heaven. There was 95 people at church Sunday morning. 100, 105, 110 at the wedding. Seventy-five of those people that was at the wedding would not even look at me in the eyes. Because I had talked to some of them prior. And when a person tells me, you know, God loves everybody, so you're preaching and teaching and talking about what you should do. Hey, God loves everybody. So I said, there's no hell? Man, I didn't know that. I'm glad you informed me. God's word said there's hell. It's real and it's hot. Mm-hmm. 
And how are they going to know if somebody don't tell them? I tell you, I don't know how many in this room, this small crowd tonight, that's ever been to a black church and a preaching sermon. They may be as phony as our president is, but they know how to put on a show if it's not. I mean, they get excited. When you get excited, if somebody bought you a brand new car and gave it to you, what sure you would? God gave you eternal life. That brand new car will like every other vehicle, will fall apart if you keep it long enough. I'm as saved and must tonight as I was that morning going up US 25. God saves you. He keeps you saved. So great a salvation that we don't want to shout about it and we don't want to share it. But isn't it amazing? You know, I I tell you what I do, and I don't think I'm the only one. If I eat at a good restaurant, I I like to share it. Don't we? We go on a vacation and find this new place, and I said, man, I really enjoyed that, uh, Brother Marlon. I think you and your wife would. You know, that's just how we do. But when it comes to telling somebody about Jesus, oh, that's the preacher's job. No, it's not. My job is to preach the gospel. My job is to pastor the church. The soul winning part belongs to the church body. But a good pastor, he'll do his part. God, who is above all, over all, creator of all, has labored to put a man on earth to save men and to bring them into heaven. Wasn't that what John 3.16 says? John 3.16 is much deeper than what most people look at it. For God so loved the world. Part of the world. God, who could destroy the world and all of humanity, had chosen rather to rescue sinners and take them to heaven. You know, God doesn't save any good people. You know why? There are no good people. The only good people are the people that's been washed in the blood and we're in Jesus Christ. I don't know about you. I've been saved a long time and somebody asked me, do you ever get mad? Guilty as charged. Do you ever give Jesus a bad name? Guilty as charged. You know why? Because we're just saved sinners. But this body is our enemy. Notice, 
back in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17. God said, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. This is the water, the living water. It's got the answer to your problem. I know how much Sister Henrietta has gone through with her. knows that only God can change Amber. Only God. Now, I, I have been known to do this. I haven't done it for a while. I'm not going to do it tonight. But I have been known to say, you know, let me see the hands of everybody that prayed for the Salvation of Amber. Pray for the salvation of Sister Jean's children that are lost. Pray for the salvation of the people in my family that's lost. But if they got cancer, we'll pray. They're in the hospital, we'll pray. But what is it about this one-on-one, you know, if Steve was in the hospital, we would pray for Steve. We know somebody that is lost. Are we ashamed to say, hey, my son is lost? My granddaughter is lost? I mean, I don't know about you. I probably pray a little different than most, not... Any better, maybe, but, you know, I pray for Caitlin's husband's family. We mountain folk. We got each other. Well, I'm mountain folk, too, but I've got God. I don't need alcohol, I don't need drugs, but I need Jesus. Every day of my life. That's why I used to sing, if you call what I did singing, you know, can't even walk without him holding my hand. Now, if one of us could have walked into this building tonight without the power of God, Christ died for our sins and offered pardon and eternal life in heaven to all that call upon him for salvation from hell. I mean, let's bring it right down to the bottom line. When we say, I'm saved. I'm saved now. I'm not afraid to die. But what did God 
save you for? What did God save you from? Go back to the thief on the cross. He knew. God was with him. But he's with us. Word of God says, How shall we escape? But man somehow thinks that he will. Some way in his mind that I'm my good have ways to bad. But this flesh can't do anything good. You can't serve God in the flesh and expect God to accept it. See, I believe, and you can, you have the right to disagree, I believe that when me and Brother Bobby, me and Brother Bobby and Donald were singing every Sunday morning, I believe God accepted that even though we would never get a record deal. We would never have people invite invite us to go sing in other churches. But God accepted it if we were singing for the glory of God. See? And, of course, it's it's always better if, you know, if, and I don't want to embarrass Sister Santa Joe, but, I mean, you know, she sings for the same reason, but she didn't sing. I shouldn't make a joyful noise. And some people say, it's not very joyful. Well, it is to me and the Lord. My point is that God does not expect the same out of everybody because he doesn't give everybody the same talent, the same degree of talent. But the question is, how shall we escape? But man thinks he will. There's many loopholes in the law of our land, but there are no loopholes in the Word of God. But there are no loopholes in the Word of God. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise Way to heaven is through Jesus Christ, and there will be no escape for those who refuse to come through him. I mean, John fourteen six, John three thirty six tell us he is the way, he's the light. No man come up to the Father but by him. One of the little best men, man was, I went outside, we got talking, and he said, said you're, you're the, the preacher? I said, yes. He said, me and my wife started going to church. It made a difference. I said, praise the Lord. I said, 
If I was lost, could you tell me how to be saved? Because let's do it in church, friend, it won't save you. And because you take your wife and your children to church, that doesn't make you a Christian man. It's a start. It's needed. But the foundation had to be built. And he looked at me and he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. So here is a young man, graduated from college, got a wife and two kids. He's taking his wife and kids to church. I didn't even ask him. I didn't want to embarrass him. I didn't ask him what kind of church he was. And I wasn't looking for a name of a church. I was looking, yes, I'd go to church because they were telling me about Jesus. He said, well, that wasn't a good place to witness. I thought it was a great place to witness. What God have joined together, let no man put a son there. The greatest blessing known to you is Jesus Christ, your Savior. Nothing will affect your life like that. So when I'm talking to somebody and I wrote these three, four scriptures down and I entitled a little salvation is of the Lord. The deadness of sin renders a man not only unwilling but unable to come to Christ. Unless God in his grace and mercy does a work in him, you'll never come to Christ. Never. Or you may make a profession of faith. You may go into the waters of baptism. You may teach Sunday school. You may even pastor. But unless God makes that change in your life, you'll never go to glory. See, God must get all the glory and praise. We're just, or should be, just humble servants. You know. John 5.40 says, And ye will not come to me that he might have life. Will not. See, until God works on your willer, until God deals with you personally. Or you may join a church to make somebody happy or that, you know, that's just what you do. And, but then we go on down to John six forty four, and God said, No man can come to me except the Father which have sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now the one of us who are saved tonight Saved ourselves. God drew us. Amen. He may use a, a friend. 
You're invited to a church. We may meet a preacher on a vacation. We, you know, I just wondered, you know, some uh, sometimes when I look, you know, I've got, and I won't get into that, but, you know, I've got several pictures of my beautiful wife on my wall. And, well, yeah, I'll, I will finish it. That's your, you'll never get over her if you don't take those pictures down. News, I don't want to get over her. I don't want to get over Jesus. I want Jesus to be the center of my life. Is he always? No. But I want him. But John 6, 44, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me, draw him, and I'll raise him up at the last day. John 6, 37. All that the Father giveth me, now notice that, shall come to me. Isn't that great? If God chose Henrietta before Henrietta was even born, before there was any world, and that's what Ephesians tells us, she's got to come. She'll she may fight it until she's up in a hospital somewhere desperate for breath. But if Christ died for her, she will come. So what's the difference between that person and a person that have served God all of their life? Rewards. And I know there's several people in this church that have told me privately, I appreciate that. I believe everybody's in the bride. I respect your opinion. Now, can you give me chapter and verse for that? I'm still waiting. He's coming for his bride. What does a bride do? I told my the granddaughter, sorry, it shouldn't take anybody that long to get ready. You know, you just, this booth set up, and this booth set up. I said, you know, man, uh, am I going to recognize you when you're finished? <clears throat> but what was that a picture of? The bride was making herself ready. The church is making herself ready because his church is his bride. That's just a little. That's just a little bit. You know, I'd have preached on that all night, Steve. <laughs> I'd love to preach on the bride of Christ. Amen. And lastly, as we close, Ephesians two eight nine and ten. For by grace are we saved through faith, not of yourselves, is a gift of God. How much more do we need than Ephesians two eight? For by grace, grace, free gift. Are ye saved through faith by believing, accepting that free gift? And that not of yourselves is a gift of God. But I did this and I did this and I did this. What did God say in verse 9? Not of works. You can't get saved. 
through your works, but if you're saved, you have a desire to work. I told I told my granddaughter. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that Michael has proven you know, that they've been dating for seven years. I said, "You ought to know every mole on his back." But now, you know. But I said, if he's able to work, and he doesn't work, you've got to do it because that's what. The bridegroom does. He takes care of his bride. You know, I don't, I don't have to worry about making anybody mad. If you know, if I know a lot of women are taking care of their husbands because their husbands are not able to do anything. I mean, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. But God said, as we close. Not a works leads any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. You know who Steve mowed the yard a little bit day for? Oh, I, I wanted the church. No, no, no. If he wasn't mowing that yard for the Lord, I'd well go home and eat some of Sister Brenda's cooking. Got to do it for the Lord. This church belongs to the Lord. My body belongs to the Lord. My dreams and ambitions should be wrapped around the Lord. So as we close, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Tell me, by reading the last part of verse 10, that a saved man don't want to serve God, then you've got to take verse 10 and knock it out. Verse 10 made it clear. For we are his workmanship. He works through us. He created us. In Christ Jesus, unto good works. Got two little baby brothers that are not babies anymore. You don't have to believe this or not. I believe that uh, I'll, I'll soon, next month, you know, October 4th, I'll be 78 years old. But if I was to die the next day, I'd be 33 and a half. Amen. Now, you don't have to believe that if you don't want to, but hey, When I was 33 and a half, I did about anything I wanted to do. I was, you know, my heart didn't keep me from doing it, my everything. Why do you believe that? I believe that's the age that Jesus was when they crucified him, and they say, I'm going to be just like him. So I don't believe that. Well, don't tell me you don't believe it, because I'm happy believing it. And that won't change our theology. I don't think. God's going to have a bunch of sickly people in glory. Do you? Of course not. Don't even make good sense. You know, even a Catholic wouldn't preach that, I don't think. Let us pray.
Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege that's been given to us here tonight. We thank you for each one. We thank you, Father, for the ones that are sick and unable to be here. Whatever difficulty is in the lives of any of us, that we will turn it over to you, that we will ask you to heal our bodies, strengthen our minds, make us spiritual, spiritual, for God will bless that life, that family, when we do that. Christ's holy and precious name we ask. Amen. God's willing, we'll meet right back here Sunday morning.